Welcome to the Glee Man's Apprentice, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your Glee Man, Twish Avery. And I am his apprentice, Mandy Cat. Cat has already read the first four books of the series, there are always potential spoilers up through the Shadow Rising. And after that, I'll be reading the rest of the books for the very first time with my Glee Man, Twitch. Welcome back to the Glee Man's Apprentice. Of course, I am your resident Glee Man, Twitch Avery. And I'm his apprentice, Mandy Cat. And today we are taking a pretty big chunk. We're going episodes 8 through 12, a five-chapter episode. I think that it's okay because these are really fun chapters, and I really enjoy these chapters. Yeah, I agree. But it's a lot of, like, you know reminders like kind of like getting like reminding us where everybody's at right and, yeah and i feel and my notes of, yeah. some of them are short some of them are longer so it'll probably fit together yeah it's just how it kind of flew together but yeah no i it, i'm really excited for this chunk because uh these are these are fun especially the chapter 10 figs and mice but anyways we're going to start with chapter eight over the border but before we do that it's been a little bit since we recorded it together. It has been. And yes, we paused around the holidays, and it's officially the new year. My heroine, Betty White, passed away, which is yes. okay. She was a wonderful lady. She had 99 years old. I mean, <sighs> honestly, I, I kind of feel like, and I posted this uh, to a family chat that we have, but I kind of feel like Betty White passing away at the age of 99 on... New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve of 2021 was kind of just like a fuck you, right? To, to 2020 <laughs> and 2021. It's just kind of like, you know what? I'm done with this life because the past two years have been shit. Fuck you. I'm done. I'm good. I'm, I'm out. I've lived long enough. I've accomplished enough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go more fantasy and say it was her way of trying to block the negative of 2022 for all of us by being a get sacrifice. It, get it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. She's that's the fair. one. She's the ultimate last minute. We're all looking forward to the Ryan Reynolds special. If you were me and you follow Betty White before she died, that they're going to have a 100th birthday celebration. Big yeah. celebration. Yeah. And um, I just think her soul said, hmm. Yeah. Let's let's say goodbye. Peacefully. Speaking of lovable uh, celebrities, Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God! Uh, I've I, been in love with him since. Well, probably the proposal. I did watch 
Van, what was it? Van Wilder. See, I I didn't I didn't know that he was from Van Wilder. Yeah. I, I've I've only recently become a fan of Ryan Reynolds. Because of Deadpool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I have. I'm not gonna lie. Even like after that, I've uh, I I really started becoming obsessed with him after. Uh, uh, was it Free Guy? You know what? And I still haven't watched it. It's, it's a fun I, movie. It's fun. It's fun. Okay. It's not amazing. It's I not great, it. but it's it's know. fun. It's. It's a good watch. The kids enjoyed it. That's the movie that we took. No, that's not the movie we took Lincoln to for his birthday. But, um... Okay, he's a good guy. It, 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 he's, he's cool. He's, I he's follow fun. his Instagram. I mean, he pranks. It's him. Um, I want to say... He, Will Ferrell? Jackman. And the, oh my gosh, that one was hilarious. I saw, I saw the, the one with Will Ferrell. No, no, just like the, the pranks he does. Um, oh, see, I don't follow... Jake I, Gyllenhaal. He and, I really want to say Hugh Jackman invited Jake Gyllenhaal to an ugly sweater party, but it wasn't an ugly sweater party. So they filmed Jake Gyllenhaal come in with an ugly sweater. It was just hilarious. Just it's just fun. Yeah. Stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm in love with you normal people who happen to also be celebrities. Yeah, I don't know how normal they are. They're they're able to because they're rich and famous. They're be able to, they're able to live a very oh yeah fun life. Well, right? including Betty White. Let's be honest. Ninety nine. Okay. I'm like, I wonder if she had a PCA. Like, and they wouldn't call it a PCA, but you know, a live in person. Yeah, yeah. Because it was quite immediate. They found her, which good. Yeah. But anyway, no, yeah. so um, that's that's been the excitement, guys. Whoa! I I do have to say, just real quick before we move on, um, Rose Nyland is probably the greatest character of all time. Rose Nyland from uh, the Golden Girls. It was it was Betty White's character oh, from the Golden I Girls. I didn't know her last name. Yeah, Rose Nyland was probably, uh, see, in my opinion, probably the greatest written TV personality of or a character of all time like and she's as a minnesotan who did watch the golden girls loved rose well yeah and yeah. from saint olaf minnesota and just that innocence she had which we all know betty white is not but yeah but yeah, also but she, not grody like that was also what i appreciate chris and i were watching youtube flicks of betty white and i'm like she was dirty, but never grody, never yeah, too yeah, yeah. crass. It did, was just enough. Did you ever watch the... I, don't, I think it only lasted a couple seasons. Maybe not. I don't pay that much attention to uh, TV, but did you ever watch the um, the show that she put out where it was like just angry old people? No. I can't remember I can't remember what it was called, but it was just her and a bunch of like old people, oh, like like great. senior citizens, oh. just just being assholes out in public, like filming themselves as being, like, like kind of like the Tom Green show. Like, do you remember the Tom Green yeah, show on MTV where he just went out and was just an asshole? That's, That's so kind of what Betty White did, but just with a bunch of senior citizens, oh. people on canes, people in wheelchairs, you know, just 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 being asshole senior citizens. And I only I only saw a couple episodes, but God, it was funny. Um, and, it was, and it was just so Betty White, right? But yeah. uh, anyways... I, uh, yeah, we, we had a great Christmas. Um, Lincoln got a bike. Uh-huh. Kendrick got some, uh, exercise equipment. Cool. And as of Saturday night, Kendrick is now he, him. Okay. No longer they, them. So that's, uh, and of course Lincoln was like, well, you know that now that you're my brother, brothers fight. Brothers and sisters don't fight, and brothers oh. and bro sisters don't fight, because that's what they were calling, um, that's what he was calling Kendrick when well, they were non-binary, bro sis. And he's like, but Lincoln, brothers and brothers fight. Incorrect. And I was like, no, 
siblings can fight, it doesn't matter the gender, Gosh. and you siblings don't fight. <laughs> Your perfect children don't fight. I don't want that. <laughs> I was going to say, oh my gosh, you should see Chris's younger brother and sister. They're about Bryce's age, so his son's age. His sister, oh my gosh. I mean, she would tackle Chris, which, you know, she was much younger than him. But it was just yeah. like, she yeah. was not afraid to just jump in. And and then you see them swimming and stuff. They get on those lily pads that are like floating rafts, and she's wrestling. Like, yep. there is no, no my, uh, girls fight. My, my closest sister growing up. She was, she's a little over two years older than me, and uh, I'm very tall and lanky. I always have been. Uh-huh. I'm the tallest one in my family. She is short and is a teenager. Built. Sturdy, built. She, she was never by any means overweight, um, but she was also not like model skinny, right? right? She is now. She's ridiculously skinny now, but but like as as teenager, she was, she was... Kind of like that soccer player build, right? Yep. Um, and we would go at it, and it, was, it wasn't It was until I was about 14 years old that we realized that I was starting to finally get sick, uh, stronger than her. Oh. And then all of a sudden it was like, dude, you can't hit girls. <laughs> I was like, I've been getting my ass kicked by, by my sister my entire life. Years. My entire life. And now that I'm finally able to actually inflict pain upon her, I'm not able to hit her. I get it. I don't. I don't encourage you know the abuse of women or men or anybody. But but in terms of equality, this is one of those spots where I'm sometimes like, well, yeah, it's like no, this is bullshit. I should be able to hit my sister that's been beating the shit out of me for twelve years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that age ends, but yeah. Um, and then really fast before we get into the episode, uh, you're about to pop. Yeah, my due date is actually in two days, but, you know, I ha- it comes and goes if I feel anything. Um, baby's still kicking. I have a feeling it is too fucking cold for this baby to make its debut. Wow. Yeah, so they want zero weather. <laughs> it was bad uh, this weekend. And it's just going to get oh, bad later this week. Yep, and I'm yep, like, oh, fine. Yep, and yep. Enjoy the sauna while you have it. Yep. But uh, your rent is due, so... <laughs> eviction yeah. is coming bro yeah no, only negative baby has dropped which just means now there's a watermelon shoved down my pelvis and i feel like like I, my hips hurt so bad like yeah the elderly and not that the elderly didn't already lap me but every single person at target and or walmart is doing laps around me you know as i do my last minute grocery shopping yeah. and yeah. nesting every yeah. single person it feels like they're racing around me. And I'm like, I literally can't go faster. And Chris and I were discussing if I should just take the wheelchair. <laughs> and I've finally gotten to the point of just drop me off at the door. <laughs> you know, just to decrease how much I'm walking. So so my physical body, my energy is here. But my physical body cannot keep up. Yeah. No, it's it's. I am not upset that I was not born a woman and and had to... Face the possibility of bearing a child. Because yeah. I watched Dylan deliver t- two. Yeah. And uh, the hardest thing about it was that I couldn't share her pain. You know what I mean? Right. It was like, I, I so wish I could I, I could share in your pain. I'm here. I'm a do- dutiful mm-hmm. father. You know, I'm... I'm I'm going to I'm going to make sure that our kids are delivered, but I just wish that I could take some of your pain away from me or away from you. So anyways. Yeah. So, but I'll keep everyone updated. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and who knows? Maybe uh, maybe next episode we might hear some baby cooing, or Do maybe in cry. like two episodes. Who knows? Or crying, whichever it wants. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm really excited to continue doing this with your newborn because I need baby time. Dylan and I are not having any more, and uh, and we both have a little bit of baby fever. So it's huh. like we will we will be your babysitters. It's perfect. We would love to. So, anyways, uh, moving on. Chapter 8, Over the Border. Yeah, and just for everyone to know, I do, I read chapter by chapter, take notes chapter by chapter. So even though we do chunks, I'm actually still, my notes are one chapter at a time. And this one I just started off with boring, naive, naive chapter. Yeah. Because I was not looking forward to her perspective after all the stuff going down in the waste and everything. So. Yeah. Anyway, this is one of those I just breezed through this chapter. Basically, Nynaeve, she's in a speeding wagon, riding with Elaine. Julian is riding with his horse to the side. Did you write down what his horse's name was? Oh. Uh, Skulker? Skulker. Like, it skulks. <laughs> I'm guessing Julian gr- named his horse. Oh, it's such a great horse name. I love it. Why, like, why the fuck would you name a horse Skulker? But it's so great. It's, like, sweet. Yeah, if I ever have a horse, I'm going to name him Skulker. <laughs> Could be a good dog name, too, I guess. Yeah? But, um, yeah? And there's a scene, I just thought it was funny, but Nynaeve is trying so hard to get, like, a bag of water, but the, the wagon's bouncing so much, he has, Julian has to help her get the little bag of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to be honest, too, it took me far too long into this chapter to realize they weren't riding with Rand's peddlers because I was so into the aisle waste. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I was just like, oh, yeah, they're in a wagon with the peddlers. Yeah. It's because they're still traveling towards Kyrian. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Wrong yep. group, Amanda. Yep. So Tom is driving the wagon with Elaine up front. And this is a lot of reflections. Um, and Eve is noticing Elaine changing in Tanchico. And there's some thoughts. They got all these gaudy gifts from the plan arch, including a brooch Nynaeve wears as part of her merchant disguise. So yeah. Disguise as merchants. Yes. Yes. And it sounds like the plan arch was super happy to get rid of them. Nynaeve kind of feels like she bribed them with all this gaudiness and gold and, and now, shit. Yep. I didn't take note, but it will bother me in future chapters. Do they mention where Eganine went? So so that happened at the end of book four. Okay. Yes. They sent uh um Aegean and Bail Dolman <laughs> to wink, wink, nudge, nudge. to drop off uh like to dump the oh, the, 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 the that that male Adam type thing, right? Like with the two Right, which two... I don't trust because this is gonna be Pirates of the Caribbean and it's gonna send it's, a I mean it, there's a very good chance it's gonna come back, right? Oh, I mean absolutely. why why introduce something like that if you're not gonna use it you, in the future? That is like Lord of the Rings, the golden ring, whatever, Frodo's ring. Yeah. You have to go back to where it was made and burn it. Yeah. Okay, now granted it was made years ago. Maybe, okay, okay, okay. Interesting theory. Interesting theory. Definitely, maybe. Um, but I de- I definitely think it's fair to assume that, I mean, we've been introduced to this very powerful weapon. It would make sense if it came back, yeah, right? It, so, it would. So who knows? I, maybe, I, I'm not going to tell you if it does. It I'm might be one anxious. of those things. Because Robert Jordan is also known of introducing things earlier in his books and then retracting them and changing things, later. right? Like, because it just didn't quite fit in where he oh, was yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, and he's not alone in, in no. uh... 
in authors like that. It, oftentimes authors will have set up things in early books and then as they write their story, they're like, yeah. actually that doesn't really work. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen, right? Okay. And the readers will forgive us because we will. So there's some bickering. Nynaeve is kind of being her bratty self, basically, and says go faster, and then it's so uncomfortably fast, she has to say go slower, and that's when Tom makes a comment, hey, we have visitors ahead. White cloaks coming to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I, I do want to quickly, we didn't talk about the fact that um, when we start this chapter, they're escaping a dust storm. <clears throat> a dust storm that uh, Nynaeve had been able to whip up because she was angry because they were, <laughs> like, being followed or, or attacked by by um, uh, thieves, right? Like, just, just brigards. Brigards? Brigards was the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, in approaching the White Cloak, she's like, oh, shit. There, there's no reason why they should think that we're Aes Sedai because we don't look like we're Aes Sedai. But... If they do and there's a problem, I don't think I could whip up a, another dust, dust storm. storm, right? Yes. So, but naturally, Nynaeve wants to act as lead. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know, lead merchant. And it seems to go okay until Elaine is a bit of a dick. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't write down the scene. I don't know if you wanted to read it. But it's basically, she's becoming quite the conceited Aes Sedai, much like a glean. Much like Moraine has been. Okay, okay. Or or she's just, uh, you know, used to being the daughter heir. True. You know, she's... True. So, so I, I won't read the scene, but I, I'll, I'll paint the picture. So the White Cloaks stop them, and they're questioning, what are you doing? Are you coming out of Tanchico? Any words? We haven't had... There's not many merchants leaving Terrebonne right now because... Shit's crazy, right? right? Like, like something, something went down in Tanchico, and Nynaeve's just like, it was. There were riots. It was, it was crazy. We just we laid low long enough to collect our supplies and and get the fuck out, right? There are supposedly carrying dye. That's their trade. Yes. So they've got Terabon or dye, and so you know everything's going fine, and and. Um, Nynaeve asked the captain or the lieutenant or whatever it is if uh, they have crossed the border into Altara. And the lieutenant says, it's five miles east. You're almost there. You know, walk in the light, you'll be fine. And that's when Elaine is a dick. And is like, oh, so did you come to move the border? Oh, it does sound more like a daughter heir thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so daughter. she's interested okay. in the political yeah. intrigue. She's interested okay. in like borders and you know military and all that stuff. So, and Nynaeve's like, we're fucking merchants. We don't care about borders. Yeah. What, what the what the fuck? Shut your shut your mouth. So yes. Yeah, so anyways. And that's maybe where like Nynaeve's been a brat, but I also this is one of those. I'm like, I think Nynaeve's in the right. Yeah. You just need to keep your head down and. And Nynaeve's not actually good at that, but... She's not. This is one of the rare times Elaine, and that's why I called her a dick, just for people yes. who are wondering. Yeah, no, no, Nynaeve, Nynaeve is very rash, but she's also very intelligent. Yeah. And so is Elaine, but they're just, like, rash and intelligent in different Stick ways, right? Stick to the story! <laughs> anyway, it's kind of funny. All right, all right, so the White Cloaks do leave. Don't worry, no dye is spilled. I'm assuming they have fake dye, 
I hope they have fake dye. I can't remember specifically or if it's just water jugs. Um, then they'd be in trouble. No, I, I get the impression that they actually have some dye. Okay. Just in case, just for this reason. And she's like, please don't cut open my, my dye because it will like spoil. And I will yep. be able to, I can open the casks properly if, yes. you, if you want to look. Yes, okay. But they also have a shit ton of jewelry and money from Amethera. Who is like, here, yes. take all this stuff, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> fan arch. All right. Uh, essentially, I wrapped up this chapter just saying they continue their journey. And I need bickering with Elaine for good reason, like I said before. And they still have their hearts set on Tarvalon at the end of the day. Yep. And that's, that's pretty well how I summed it up. Because like you said, this was a lot of review. That's why I didn't touch base with a lot of details. It's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a little bit of... Uh... In her conversation with Nynaeve and herself about yeah. Elaine being weird oh, with Tom, yeah, snuggling up to him, yeah, and 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 being like, "Oh, Tom, you're so smart. You're so, you're you're such a good wagon driver. You're you know, you're so good at everything you do." And I love your mustaches, and I'd like to go for a mustache ride. You know, like yeah, like Nynaeve like, like is internalizing this I, shit. Like she's this is, this is weird. This is improper. I don't know what's going on. I did not write all that down, but it did. I was trying to figure out. Well, is Elaine just happy because she remembers him from being a three year old? You know, like like no. that's how I initially felt as I was reading that. Um, but yes, Nynaeve was very much like, oh, Elaine, this guy could be my grandfather, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I mean, and we get we get this later as well. So Elaine, yep. Elaine's, Elaine's going through some stuff. Uh, she's going through some inner turmoil, like trying to like wrap her head around the fact that her mom has had lovers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, true. like, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird to think of your parents having lovers, right? So. Well, it's weird for Andorians. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Chapter 9. Signals. Ooh. Again, I need perspective. Was there anything else that we wanted to cover on that, or is no, that good? it was good. It's just a review chapter. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're really completely is. right. More of those other details will come up in this chapter. Yep, you are completely right. So... Nynaeve so had refused to do a hostel, basically, saying, nope, we're going to camp. That was her being bullheaded more than anything. But she does say, mm, it's an excellent campsite. And Tom and Julian have picked it out one mile from Mardensen. Is that the town we're headed to? Uh, Mardison. Mardison? Yeah, okay. so, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and that means they're at the border, officially, right? Yes. So, in the border to... so they To Altara. Altara. I believe. Okay. Which is in Amadicia? No, no, no. So, so, um, uh, so Amadicia, I don't have my... Let me see uh, a map. Well, you don't have a map. Well, I, o- I only have half a map. Um, so, let's see. They are in... They're leaving Tanchico. Yes. So, they're in Terrebonne. Yeah. Which is right here. And the next one over is Amadicia. Got it. Yes, Amadicia is the stronghold of the White Cloaks. So I was wrong. I said Altara. Altara is the next country over. So yeah. Amadicia. And and, and the White Cloaks want to they, Aes Sedai. Aes Sedai are outlawed yep. in Amadicia. Okay. So, um, and I just initially thought probably a good call to keep their heads low, um, because we really don't know how anyone feels about Aes Sedai since Tarvalon 
had a they I don't know if anyone knows it's an uprising, but they know that the Amberlin seat got switched. There's it news is still spreading. Yeah. For instance, uh ninety even Lane don't know yet. Correct. So, um yeah, so news is still slowly spreading from Tarvalin that so. that the Amberlin seat has been disposed and there's a new Amberlin. But they are remember we know this from the beginning of the book, they are the Isodai and the Tower are trying to keep it under wraps yeah. that they're How actually split, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like they don't want to talk about the fact that there are Aes Sedai that fled the tower Factions. and now there's now there's a rebel faction. Yeah. Alright, <clears throat> Tom lost the coin flip with Julian and has to head to town to pick up groceries. There is a review of the gifts and money from the plan arch. Yeah, we don't have to go into that. Okay. That's, that's... It does include the Quindalar from the Dark One's prison. Yep. So they do still have that. And, and Nynaeve swears she can feel the Dark One's presence through it. Maybe she can. I don't know. I can see that happening. I mean, I sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More shoots in her head. It's all good. Nynaeve is reflecting how drastically life has changed since Moraine kidnapped the children, who are like six years younger than her, from Edmund's field. And Nynaeve attempting to find them. And Nynaeve thinking, well, I'm still the same, but the world around me isn't. It's like, yeah, right, Nynaeve. Oh, yeah. my God. Everything's changing. At least I'm still <laughs> the exact same so... Nynaeve that I always have been. Oh. It's like, that's not a good thing. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I think she's changing. She's she's. Growing, I agree. I agree. She's, her, her, he does a really good job with her character development. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's a very popular opinion among the fandom that... Nynaeve is one of the best developed characters in this series. And I do have a note for you to read. Bottom of 203. There's just a sweet reflection of her wisdom healing talent that shows her soft soft side um, as she thinks about her own history. Hunting the Black Aja was good and right and satisfying and also terrifying, though she tried to hide that part. She was a grown woman and not a girl who needed to hide in her mother's apron. Yet that was not the main reason she was willing to keep on bashing her head against a wall, keep on trying to learn to use the power when most of the time she could not channel any more than Tom. That reason was the talent called healing. As Wisdom of Emma's Field, it had been gratifying to bring the women's circle around to her way of thinking, especially since most were old enough to be her mother. With not many years on a lane, she had been the youngest Wisdom ever in, two, in the Two Rivers. And even more so to see that the village council did what they should, stubborn men as they were. The most satisfaction, though, had always come from finding the right combination of herbs to cure an illness, to heal with the one power. She had done it, fumbling, curing what the other skills never could. The joy of it was enough to bring tears. One day she meant to heal Tom and watch him dance. One day she would even heal that wound in Rand's side. Surely there was nothing that could not be healed. Not if the woman wielding the power was determined enough. I thought that was sweet. It was like, great. Yeah, at the no, end of the day, she still has these thoughts of she doesn't like that Tom is gimping and she doesn't want Rand to have a suffering wound. Even though, also, you know, Rand has other issues. but <laughs> She's a helper and she yeah. wants to... Makes like, her seem more yellow, doesn't it? She's very much yellow. Yeah, I, like, does. If she doesn't choose yellow, that would surprise me. Because yeah. really, that's how she very first started healing yes. and they even express that in the show right like her first big channeling moment yeah. was to do this crazy Massive. area of effect healing yeah. move right so anyways 
And then, oh yeah, so Nynaeve hasn't changed, but next next scene, Nynaeve is chit-chatting with Aline, attempting to bring peace between them since their earlier tiff. And I was immediately like, that's a role reversal. Usually Elaine is doing the yeah. um, peacekeeping. But they have to talk code because Julian is nearby pretending to nap. And clearly he is listening. He's smart. Um, Nynaeve does admit fear of mother did she say mother oh, but it's okay. code so so she was about to say mogadian yes okay elaine so elaine was it. talking and she was about to say mogadian and <laughs> and nynaeve gave her a sharp look she coughed you know a pretense and then switched it to mother yes that's it so 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 they're being as smart as they can and yes julian stirs enough they know he's not napping uh tom does return Mostly guy food, according... Are we still in Nynaeve's perspective? Yeah, according, yes, yes, okay. yes. According to Nynaeve. Yeah. yeah. There's a few ruddy veggies, and he mutters about not knowing the real purpose of the white cloaks. And Nynaeve is thinking he has a talent of gleaning political vibes. She has no idea. She has no idea who he... No, still, she yeah, has no idea who he... It's a reminder. She has no idea who he yeah. was in his past. And Elaine has some idea, like at yeah. least at least Elaine knows that he was the court bard. Yes. She has no idea that he was like a master of the game of houses, right? Yes. Which you know that, right? Oh yeah. Okay, we okay. Was, yeah, yeah. We learned that in book three. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nynaeve is asking for a walk with Elaine. Let's go find more veggies. Uh, and Elaine acquiesces and asks as they're walking away out of earshot. Obviously. Is this about McGideon? Obviously you want to talk. Yeah. Um, and Nynaeve is trying her best to be patient, which we know she's not good at, and asks Elaine about her love of Rand. And Elaine admits, oh, I wish I'd been sure to tell him my sincere interest in him. Yeah, your letter screwed that up, Elaine, when you wrote, I love you. I love you so much. Five seconds later, I hate you, you motherfucker, you piece of shit. I want you to die. Don't play games with love, people. Um... Emotions are fickle, though. Some talk about the maidens of the spear, right? And then some talk about specifically obviously. Well, exactly. So she's 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 talking about how yeah. she's like nervous. He has so like, many women. To he's choose around from. so many maidens, and, and they're hot and got muscles. They're 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 probably hot and they've got <laughs> muscles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and, and I love this. They're talking about well, Avienda will protect him from flirty maidens. So like, oh, girls. Well, and and, and hold oh, on, girls. we we can't skip over the fact that she does talk about men's viewing. She's like, men had a viewing. Yep. She kept joking about how I was gonna have to share him. Yep. And I don't think that that was bullshit. I think she had a viewing. She never told me right. that she had a viewing, but she had a viewing. I'm gonna right. have to share rant. So I'm I, I'm so I'm trying to deal with that in my own way, and Nynaeve just thinks it's foolish, but she's also to herself thinking, "Well, I have to share land with Marie." Well, right, right. So you know, as far as sharing, what yeah. does share mean? Yeah, well, well, and and here's the thing: if you're gonna go for a silver fox, Tom Marilyn is probably a top tier silver fox. Right, the guy is smart. The guy is spry. Yeah, the guy can entertain the fuck out of you and. 500 million different ways. You know what I mean? It's true. So, so if you're going to go for a silver fox, go for Tom Merrill. Except women that go with him end up dead. So, just saying. The original. I mean, not Morgase. Morgase is still alive. Yeah. She was a different, uh, she was not young <laughs> as opposed yeah, to. Yeah, no, okay. I, 
Okay. Okay. Nynaeve confronts Elaine about flirting with Tom, the silver fox, and that he's no simple glee man. And Elaine doesn't deny anything. Um, and this is where I realized, oh, so she's not just seeing him as grandpa. She actually is flirting with Mr. Silver Fox. So, so it's weird, though, because she already knows. Like, she, we got in book four um, when she got drunk on wine. Yep. We got that... She knows who she is. knows who he is. She knows that he was her mother's lover, and and that he was the court bard, and but she's she's conflicted, right? Like yeah. she's probably attracted to him. I mean, he's probably an extremely attractive old man, right? And he saved her a few and times. He, he which saved is her quite a few. Attractive. And then it's, it's also very common for, I mean, according to Nynaeve, <clears throat> I should say. According to Nynaeve, it's not uncommon for uh, women who are jealous of their mothers to go after their mother's love interests. Because <laughs> she experiences it in the two Freudian. rivers. Okay. It's role reversal, but yes, very Freudian. Okay. They get to town. It's kind of derelict. And then, um, just skipping some details, they do end up seeing a sprig of upside-down yellow flowers. Yes. Which we quickly learn. That is the yellow Aja distress signal. I like it. The distress signal. I know, right? That's right? great. And and she talks about how, like, when she was in the tower, she mostly hung out with yellows because that's uh-huh. what she's interested in, right? She's interested in the healing aspect. And the yellows recognized her ability to heal, so they were willing to talk to her. Yep. And I can't remember the name of the yellow sister. Well, uh, I don't think I wrote it down. You didn't write it down. No. Um... But she was willing to tell Nynaeve that there is... A network. Uh, uh, the Eyes and Ears network, and she, she told her a couple of signals. And yep. this one supposedly hasn't been used in like 300 years, but it's a signal of like distress. Yeah, and so it's actually a dress shop, but when they enter, it doesn't quite look ready for business. There's a lot of dust on everything. Yep. And Nynaeve says the right thing... Do you have it? I didn't write the page. It's about yellow. She has to include the word yellow and thorns and healing. It doesn't matter how she says it. First of all, they walk in and Nynaeve goes to the dressmaker and says, and then she says, may I serve you? I am Rhonda Makura. My shop is yours. I want a dress embroidered with yellow roses on the bodice, Nynaeve told her. But no thorns, mind, she added with a laugh. I don't heal very fast. What she said did not matter, so long as she included yellow and heal in it. Now, if only that bunch of flowers was not happenstance. If that was the case, she would have to find some reason not to buy a dress with roses and a way to keep Elaine from recruiting the whole miserable ex- recounting the whole miserable experience to Tom and Julian. Oh, pride, Nynaeve. But yeah, yeah, so this is the real deal. So, yeah, yeah, oh. so so Mistress Makira, I, I don't know, if you, did you put this in your notes? Uh, she she yeah. tells her serving oh, yeah. girl, Lucy, to go to the kitchen and make sure you use the blue kettle. And this Mine. is blue canister. Blue canister. It has the tea in it. Um, emphasizing blue canister way too often and not willing to chat until they have privacy and her finest tea. Now, I am a hopeful reader, but it's one of these Robert Jordan. There are certain clues he puts in that are too obvious. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of those. And yeah. I was hopeful. 
I was like, maybe it really is fine tea, but you got, I mean, she said blue canister like four times. Yeah, exactly. She kept repeating blue canister. And, and I was like, kind of more like, come on, Elena Nynaeve, just catch on not to drink the fucking tea. So, uh, yeah. But. It, it, I, I actually want to read it really fast, if that's okay. Go on to the kitchen, Lucy, and make a pot of tea for these good ladies. From the blue canister, the water's hot, thank the light. Go on, girl, put that down, stop gawking, quickly, quickly. The blue canister, mind, my best tea. I live over the shop, you see, and my kitchen is in the back. Um, okay, so that was just two, but she mentions the blue canister a couple more oh, times it, later it's on. Oh, yeah, 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 frequently. Yep. Um, Elena and I need joined her in the kitchen to enjoy tea. Mostly, though, it is about we want to keep this woman talking. I'll drink the damn tea. Well, Elaine goes for it. Nynaeve is thinking slightly. Um, however, the woman gives the message. The message for is to make the White Tower whole. And it's like, that's the message? And then the protagonists black out. So, no, Rhonda is not an ally. It came near a month ago with orders that any sister passing through heard it at all costs. All sisters are welcome to return to the White Tower. The tower must be whole and strong. And then he's just like, that's it? Yeah. And then she's like, she's looking at Elaine and Elaine is kind of like dozing. Yeah. And she feels herself get kind of dozy. And all of a sudden she's like, what did you give us? Tell me! The light burn you what and... She out. Blackout. Chapter 10. We get to figs and mice. And this is an Elaine chap. Let's get your cat notes. Yeah, because it just flows right into chapter 10. uh, Which, this is an exciting chapter, actually. I love this chapter, actually, so much. It's so funny. Yeah. Elaine is coming to on a bed, basically paralyzed. She hears Rhonda talk about her tincture that prevents quote-unquote, them from channeling. So, the woman's not Aes Sedai, but knows how to work with their, well, how to prevent Well, she she mentions how it was kind of like an accident that she came across this herb, and that she's pretty sure nobody knows about it. Yeah, and Elaine is like, yep, I cannot channel. Nynaeve is also brought in, clearly paralyzed as well. The woman tells apprentice Lucy, give the tea tincture every two hours on the hour. And then I'll give them a stronger dose later. I have to go send the pigeon. And right away, I'm like, ah, shit. Elida's going to find them. Oh, no. Will Julian and Tom find them? What the fuck? Because they had made a very big emphasis before leaving for town. Don't follow us. Yeah. Because they wanted to talk about other stuff. Well, exactly. They wanted to be alone. Oh, they weren't. Yep. shoot. Yep. yep. So after two hours, Lucy isn't back. And Elaine can almost touch the power. Like, she can tell. However... Lucy does arrive, shoves tea down yeah. each of their throats. Same thing in another two hours. The hourglass is running out. Lucy isn't back yet. Lucy still isn't back. Nynaeve is trying to encourage Elaine. Yeah. Touch, Fight it. Fight it. Fight it. We and can do this. Footsteps. The door opens and she's like, oh, fuck, Lucy's back. And? Tom. Yay! Elaine's crush. And, oh, and, and even better, Lucy is his captive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Nope. 
I love it. It's not even Lucy's fault. She was scared. That's why she wasn't coming in to give the tea tincture. He shoves the girl into the corner and says, uh, You stay there or I'll strop this blade on your hide. I love it. And then like a little bit later, Julian enters holding Rhonda captive. I think with a knife too. Yeah, so we get this whole so so we get the whole discourse about how um she had told them, she was like, I told you to stay at camp. And he was like, yeah. it, to, to set up camp. It only took us a couple minutes. When we were done, we flipped a coin. Julian came in, you know, Julian followed you. When you guys, when none of you returned, I decided to grab Skulker and come in. Yeah. So, it's a good just, thing I did. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. So um, just shut the fuck up, Nynaeve. We, <laughs> we saved your ass. It's also, there's this couple of odd moments but i do think actually robert jordan captures a crush quite well elaine being jealous that tom has is helping more nynaeve than herself and i'm just like oh nynaeve really is right elaine is wanting to get in at tom's pants it's so weird so i actually i don't think it's so much uh like she's jealous as far as like a sexual nature i think she's jealous as like I'm the one that should be receiving the attention. Oh, okay. Not ninety. And I saw it the other way that she is. She wants like as far as crushes go, you want your crush to help you, not well, you will, the other guy. But I do think a lot of it has to do with like I'm more important. I'm the daughter heir. I should be Head helped back first. To she's I should get yeah, right, right. Yeah. Even though Julian's helping her, she's like I should be getting helped by Tom, and Julian right. should be helping ninety. Well, that's why I thought it was Also, a Julian was a little bit too familiar with her hips, but she would have been fine yeah. with Tom. Tom. Oh, good grief. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of weird. Um, it's weird. So the potion wears off. Julian threatens them via Rhonda and Lucy with salt. And it I, does I, I love the trick it. to make Rhonda talk. He's just doing idle threats. It's I, wonderful. I love it. I have, to, uh, I have to read it. Let me find a real film. Real fast. So, Mistress McCure says, I would not have done what I did, only I had orders. You must understand that I had orders. Orders from who? Nynaeve barked. Who do you report to in the tower? The seamstress looked sick, but she clamped her mouth shut determinedly. If you don't talk, I'll let Julian have you. He's a Terran thief catcher, and he knows how to bring out a confession as quickly as any white cloak questioner. Don't you, Julian? Some rope to tire, he said, grinning a grin so villainous that Elaine almost tried to step away from him. Some rags to gag her until she is ready to talk. Some cooking oil and salt. His chuckle curdled Elaine's blood. <laughs> she will talk. Rhonda's like, not the salt. Not the salt. Whatever you do, not the salt. Yeah. <laughs> That's all bullshit. And I love this because Nynaeve's like, they're just playing. Yeah. They're just like feeding off each other. But Nynaeve's like, very well, you should find everything you need in the kitchen, Julian. Yeah. And uh, and Elaine's sitting here like, oh my God, Nynaeve, are you are not the sadistic, are you? What the fuck? Oh, Elaine. So anyway, we get from Rhonda, it, it's, it's kind of confusing, but the ambulance is sending out the description of Elaine to be caught and returned to the tower. Immediately, yes. I'm like, fucking Elida. She wants Elaine's power for the rep. So, Mistress Makura's Aes uh, uh, that she reports to is Narwin, Narwin Barda. Narwin Barda, okay. From the Yellow Aja. Oh, you... And 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 then he's straight up like, how long have you been a dark friend? How long have you served the Black Aja? And she's like, what? And even Lucy's like, we aren't dark friends. 
Oh, poor girl. At least I'm not. I walk in the light. <laughs> Lucy's right. such a... Oh. And then Rhonda has to give a lecture about the women getting karma. But end of the day, Lucy and Rhonda are tied up. Um, don't actually appear to be dark friends at all. No, no. And they don't... They, neither Julian or Nynaeve believe that they're dark friends. They were way too scared to lie. They are fed the tea before they leave yep. at some point. I, there's a few more things that happen, but... Um, basically, Nynaeve is raiding the kitchen for herbs because yeah. Rhonda really is an undercover wisdom. I'm not sure it's overt or not in so, their community. So it's, it's interesting. She's like, so she's a wisdom or a wise woman or yeah. whatever they call them here. And and Tom's like, they don't call them anything here. They they it's too close to they, ice. They, yeah, right? they they keep under wraps. They're yeah. in Amadicia. This is this is uh, white cloak territory. Ice and I are. Uh, outlawed and yep. if caught immediately trialed and hung like yes. like like it's it's tried and hung like you you Bottom. will if you're an Aes Sedai and you get caught you're fucked like there's not an Aes Sedai can only do so much uh, the weapons can hurt Aes Sedai it's not like right. they have like an armor right so so anyway the game plan is Julian is sent to buy a coach while Tom retrieves their own wagon and goods and the women put on fancier clothes to look like nobles um, yeah, they're trying to they're trying to sneak out. Yeah, without, they're trying to be without sneaky. drawing attention. So they take leave. Neighbors interested in these fancy people in a couple white cloaks more or less are run down before the white cloaks can stop the coach. But the white cloaks are too embarrassed yep. to say anything to their supervisors since they'd be in trouble and they don't want to go chasing anyone in this heat. I like I just liked that. I appreciated like yeah, me either. Yeah, it's too hot out. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be punished. Uh, all right, so, but uh, then in the meantime, the wagon dude that Rhonda had called earlier to fetch Nynaeve and Farron Lugay. Farron arrives and enters when Rhonda doesn't come out. He finds Rhonda and Lucy sleeping peacefully, and it's kind of another beautiful scene. He doesn't question any of the clues left behind. He's already told his wife and his overbearing wife and even more overbearing mother-in-law that he is running an errand to Tarval and because his wife is sick that or his mother-in-law is sick, one of them, um, and Rhonda Makura is, is providing them aid. He owes her a favor. Yeah. So he's taking the so he's going to Tarvalin for you know, Rhonda Makura is completely passed out, so he's like, Well, fuck it. I'm just gonna go see I'm the world. Go. I'm gonna get the fuck out of my shitty life with my shitty marriage and my shitty in-laws and I'm just gonna go. I already got supplies. <laughs> I also, I had made a note, do you think there could be any dragon influence right there or, you know, the Tavirin. Does Tavirin pull reach that far? Yeah, these guys. Okay, okay. See, I think even though they're not Tavirin, I'd even a later close enough to Tavirin that they could be. Maybe, yeah. Uh, You know, I'm thinking of a galaxy, how it has all the spiraling threads. They're like, I love that. No, no, I love that. And and maybe the fact that they are serving the Taveran, like like yeah. what they're doing is ultimately for the good of Rand, right? And the good of yeah. and the good of the last battle. Um that even though they're not Taveran themselves, they be. they're because they're working for the Taveran, it pulls in other people, it affects yeah. other people. I mean, that's a good theory. I don't know if I've ever it, heard that one before. I like it, it is RJ Hubert also. Well, yeah. I just appreciate it. That's why I threw it in there. I was like, it's funny. Yeah. However, before this chapter ends, point of view change. Yeah, and this is my favorite part. We observe Rhonda sending out pigeons from Ava's house. So clearly she got over the meds. 
still sent pigeons, probably to mother truck in Elida. Yep. Um, several pigeons, so it seems like they get there. But after she leaves, so Ava must be the, uh, he's the pigeon guy. Yeah, yeah. So Ronnie McCure tottered up to Avi Shander's house and sent off a pigeon. A thin bone tube tied to its leg. The bird launched itself north and east, straight as an arrow, toward Tarvon. After a moment's thought, Rhonda prepared another copy on another narrow strip of thin parchment and fastened it to a bird from another coop. That one headed west, for she had promised yeah. to send duplicates of all her messages. Hoeing in his garden patch, as usual, Avi paid no attention to what Rhonda did. And as usual, as soon as she was gone, he washed his hands and went inside. She had placed a larger sheet of parchment underneath the strips to cushion the nib of, of the pen. When he held it up to the afternoon light, he could make out what it, said, what it had written, what she had written. Soon, a third pigeon was on its way, heading in still a different direction. And Dark I have friend. to ask... Dark I, friend. Well, I have to ask you. We know that there's one going southeast okay. to Tarvalin. Okay. One's going west. Where are we going west? Back to Falma? Maybe. Or Tanchico, I guess. Tanchico or Falma? Yeah, sure. Sure. And then another one in a completely different direction. I think it's going north towards the Blight. Okay. Where all the bears are. Okay. My, I love my it. My thoughts were Dark Friend. Dark I love friend. it. I love it. I love it. And, I don't and, know who, but Dark Friend. All right. Moving on to chapter 11, Nine Horse Hitch. We move to a different perspective. Yeah, except immediately my very first note is actually this still isn't the daughter of the nine moons. You know, whenever you hear the word the nine, nine or moon or daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's Sue Ann's perspective. Yay! I love it. I She's lo still with Logan, Min, and Leanne. Uh, Loghain is leading the way to Core Springs. There's an interesting reflection by Sue Ann. Uh, uh, leading the way away from Core Springs. Oh, away. Core Springs was where they they got captured and and you know had the whole jur oh. the had, had okay, the whole we thing went with through that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and I don't use their fake names because it was just too much for me. So I sure. keep using their real names. I, that's okay. fine. Fine. So Loghain is leading the way away Down. from Core Springs. There's an interesting reflection by Sue Ann that all of this is but bait on a bigger hook. So there, there keeps being indication she's going to use Loghain. She's allowing Loghain to think that he's in charge. Yeah. She's letting him carry the money. She's, you know what I mean? She's she's letting letting him decide where they're going. Yeah. She's like throwing in, like, she's, she's subtly guiding him in a way that he thinks that he's in control. But she's kind of like she's directing the flow, okay. and it's 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 she can be, you know, humble if it if it gets her to her ultimate goal. Yeah. So they do enter Lagarde's Shailene Gate in Mirandi, and this is a joke of a nation because it sounds like King Rodrin gets zero respect or taxes. So Mirandi is kind of a shit nation. Yeah, and, and isn't Fane Lugardian? Yes. So and, and Lugards are uh, from Mirandi. Yes. Okay. So and and but but if you ask a Mirandian where they're from, they don't say they're from Mirandi. Got it. They say they're from Lugard or one of the other yeah, towns. Yeah. Uh, I, so so Got yeah, Mirandi Mirandi's 
uh, the rule is not great. Okay. It's it's yeah, nobody feels loyal to the king, whoever and, and, and awful. king and queenships will change hands. And because of like it that. the it looks decrepit because they don't actually have taxes to build better roads or better buildings, right? The Isn't structure's that, shit. Yeah. The structure of the government is shit, <laughs> so the nation is shit. Right? Like like there's there yeah, everybody just basically fends off themselves. There's probably not a lot of uh law and order. There's probably a lot of anarchy, probably a lot of riots. You know, shitty yeah. fucking people live in Lugard. <laughs> um, and it is noted Lugard is really dirty yep. and disrepair, but... All the bars have, like, inappropriate signs and inappropriate names. Yeah, because of the location, it is a trade city, so there's lots of information. Yep. So yep. That, that's basically why it exists. Um, and as we soon learn, the Nine Horse Hitch is an inn, back to uh, lewd names, um... <laughs> anyway, uh, Sue Ann is all like, um, isn't she so trying she, to get Logan and Lee? Oh, so she basically goes up to Leon. Yeah. She basically goes up to Leone and is like, hey, if you're practicing your wiles, practice on, on Dallin, which is the name that they're using yeah. for Logan. And, and at first, uh, she just kind of gives her, um, if you want to practice your wiles, practice them on Dallin the next hour. Leanne gave her a dubious look. She had dabbled in smiles and glances at some of the vil- villages since Core Springs, but Loghain had gotten no more than a flat look. Then she sighed and nodded. Taking a deep breath, she glided forward in that startling, sinuous way, leading her arch, her arc-necked gray and already smiling at Loghain. Um, and then Sue Ann tells it, men, cover the, for me. The instant Dylan is done with the stableman, tell him you are going to join me inside. Then hurry ahead and stay away from him and Amina, which is, of course, Liana's name, until I come back. Yeah. So, there it is. So, Sue Ann has a plan, but yes. she's not telling anyone. She's just giving them the clues as they happen. And at this point, Swan stalks through the city in search of something. So readers are also just at a, the same loss as Leanne. What is she doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she ends up at this inn with too racy of a name to even be said. But... The, the sign has a naked lady on horseback. We find out what the name is later. Oh, okay. You didn't catch that? I don't know if I wrote it oh, down anyways. or not. Um, Sue Ann approaches the innkeep, who has dyed red hair... And Suan gives the key phrases above the din in the dining room or common room, I guess. Did you want to read those on page 237? Uh, Mrs. Tharn. She had to repeat the name three times, each louder than the last, before the inn's owner looked at her. Mrs. Tharn, I want a job singing. I can sing. You can, can you? The big woman laughed. Well, I have a singer, but I can always use another to give her a rest. Let me be seeing your legs. Well, I can sing the song of the three fishes, Swan said loudly. This had to be the right woman. Surely two women in one city could not have hair like that. Not an answer to the right name and the right end. Not much call for that one here, eh, Pell? It should be said, this is a crowded common room. Yeah. There's already, a, I think there's already someone singing dirty songs. And, yep, yeah, there's and already Suanne a girl up there. Like and, yep, yep. And, offended, but yep. almost in a way where I'm like, come on, it's just a different culture. Well, and she's like, but I, I, I can sing 
the blue sky dawning? And and Mr. Starnes is just like, I'm sure the lads will love that. Now let me see your legs. Yeah, your legs, girl, that. or get out. So basically, yeah, she she it finally is. is like, okay, this one's modest. I'll take her in the back kitchen. Yeah. To look at. So so Duranda Tharn is the eyes and ears of the blue Aja. That's yeah. what the reader can interpret. Tharn gives Suan a piece of her mind. It's it's fabulous. This is another like, you are not Amarlin Seed anymore. Um, not that. Duranda didn't know that. But she is trying to just say, like, you're supposed to come at night. Yeah. Not be so yeah. obvious in the middle of the yeah. fucking day. No, Swan says, you had no right to treat me in that manner out there. What do you mean forcing me to? I had every right. And every necessity. If you'd come in opening or closing as you're supposed to, I could have hustled you in here and none the wiser. Do you think some of those men wouldn't be wondering if I escorted you back here like a long-lost friend? I can't afford to have anyone wondering about me. You're lucky I don't... Make you take Susu's place on the table for a song or two. <laughs> and you funny. watch your manner with me. I've married daughters older than you. And when I visit them, they step right and talk proper. You come Mr. Yeah. Snip with me and you'll be learning why. Which I do appreciate that little because it's like, don't you judge me. My daughters are proper ladies. We, I'm just doing what I got to do yeah. in the place where I am. And this is what a woman's got to do. Yeah, yeah, So. Yeah. It, it seems like Aes Sedai are conceited. Well, and they don't they they don't have a realistic picture of the reality of the world. Yeah, like they don't have a realistic picture of what the common folk actually deal with on a day to day basis. I, I I don't think I can say that about any of our real world you know real life politicians here in the in, in the United oh, States. Oh yeah, I have like they all know exactly what we're going through, right? Oh, I struggle with that <laughs> actually. I'm like, so many things. I'm like, are for people making six figures or more, whereas I live where like yeah. your household never makes six figures. Your household, not just one person. Yeah, yeah. Please quit making the laws for us. And yeah. Then, I'm sitting here too, and I'm going, but I know I'm also like, and this is the crazy thing. I'm like, I'm still well off. We're still privileged. Because I can see the big picture, yeah. even though yeah. I will never be able to afford the things they can afford. But we are oh. still privileged. Like, oh that's the thing. We gosh. still have a, 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 a high level of privilege, even yeah. though we're not six figure plus. Isn't that funny. You uh. know. Households, but we can still see like we, we we're, see we're what we have. We're still privileged. Right? We're better off than a lot of people. Yeah. We're doing great. You know what I mean? So, like we're we're doing great. It is funny how that works. But okay, so Anne shares that Amberlynn was stilled, and Elida is Elida's last name Orion? Erwin? Anyway, Elida. Uh, uh, hold on, is Elida Do Avronhe? I Do think. Avronhe. Oh, Elida. Anyways, Elida. She does not. Um, Mr. Elida Arroyhan. That's what it is. Um, Mr. Starn does not recognize Suanna's Amberlynn that she once met at all. Well, you can just tell. Yeah. And, and she, Suanna's not saying it. So at this point, Tharn gives the message, Sally Dara, which Suanna pretends, I don't know what that means. What the fuck does that well, mean? But inwardly, she gets excited. Well, that's, that's what, that's what, uh, um, uh, Mrs. Tharn says, she says, Sally Dara, I don't know who she is or was, but I was told to give her name to any blue who came around looking lost, so to speak. You may not be one of the sisters, but you carry your nose high enough for one, so there it is. Sally Dara, make it up, make it, make of it what you will. Yes. Um, and someone's like, yeah, I never heard of her, but she knows exactly before, who she is. 
Suan leaves, we do learn that the blue Aja in charge of the Eyes and Ears network is all Dean Sedai. Yeah. Which is key. Key information for Suan to learn. Probably, yeah. And, and basically, Saren is like, I want to stay in good, right, in good, whatever. Good standing. Standing. With, with Aldine, yep. So, so that's that. Except that Tharn doesn't just dismiss Suan. She has to make sure her cover is there and uh, humiliate Suan as she leaves. Yeah, you, can I, can I? Yeah. A shy maiden, that one. Legs wide and slender enough to set you all drooling. And she bawled like a baby when I told her she'd have to show them to you. Just sat right down on the floor and cried. Hips round enough for any taste. And she... Someone stumbled as the tide of laughter rose, never quite drowning out the woman's recitation. She managed another three steps, face red as a beat, then fled at a run. But here's the thing. That horrible old harridan. I should... It did not matter what she should do. That disgusting woman had told her what she needed. Not Sally Dara. Not a woman at all. Only a blue would know or even suspect. Saladar. Birthplace of Deanne Ariman, The blue sister who had become Amerlin after Bonwin had like basically destroyed the tower. The and she had, and she had rescued the tower from ruin. And, you know, from the ruin that Bonwin had poised for it. But so, yes. all these reflections are ruined. She's not on the top of her game because when she sees White Cloak, she shrieks away. Yeah. And she knows immediately, son of a bitch, I just called attention to myself. Yeah. And it's I'm like, that is so true. Yeah. Like, if you don't want attention called to yourself, you must act normal. Yep. So, so she's a little worried about that. They don't actually stop her. But she knows they know yeah. something's up. So anyway, point of view change. Back to Min in the Nine Horses. Enjoy Body songs in the common Body songs. I love that word. Uh, and Leanne continuing her flirting with Loghain, but it's also catching the interest of all the other men. So it's great. So it's just, you know, it's just a good distraction. So so apparently when she very first came in, all the guys, like, came to talk to her. She was flirting with all of them. Loghain got pissed, pulled out his knife. Everybody else pulled out their swords. And then Leanne just walked around and touched everybody on the shoulder and everybody was good. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, but Min, Min is just observing Leanne, really trying to learn from her. Um, but then she calls herself out for any thoughts of changing herself for a man. Uh, let's see what she said. She's. It was bad enough that she had to hide herself in a dress instead of the coat and breeches she had always worn. He'd look at you in a dress with the neckline cut low. You've more to show than Leanne does, and she. And then she says, stop it. And that's where I'm like, preach it, sister. You don't have to change for any man. If you yeah. do, he's not worth it. No. I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, guessing that Land, uh, uh, I'm guessing that Rand is attracted enough to men that well, he doesn't need her dress. She already had a viewing. She's involved. Yeah, so exactly, right? It. Right, okay. All right, so Anne appears by men suddenly and orders, time to go south, ASAP. White cloaks might want to question me. Yep. And Min's like, oh, what'd you do now, sister? But Min is just sent to have Leanne tell Loghain, um, which will have more traction if Loghain gets them moving, right? And then here's yes. Min asks, what is a nine-horse hitch? And Swan says, best not to ask in this town. So <laughs> clearly quite the sexual move or something. Yeah, exactly. She's like, what is a nine-horse hitch? I have seen eight and I've seen ten, but never nine. Oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I, 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 that it, is uh, not making an episode about it either. I literally don't want to know. Once again, this is this is like a, a 
favored joke among the fandom. Yeah, Everybody's just like, but what exactly is a nine horse hitch? You know. Um, so. Chapter ends. Min is still thinking how to get Rand's attention and debating asking Leanne for tips. I'm just like, you poor girl. Yeah. Yeah. Is he yeah. really worth it? But like, is he? Yeah. 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 He he likes her, but yeah. um, man. Okay. Tortured soul. Man. All right. So, so what we got out of that chapter? Very important. Sue Ann found the blue eyes and ears. Managed to not let the blue eyes and ears know she knows what Sally Dara is. Yeah. Unfortunately, triggered a white cloak to notice her. So we don't know what's going to happen with that quite yet. But anyways, it's very important. We have to remember this name, right? Sally Dara. Saladar. Like Salazar Slytherin. <laughs> oh my God. It's true though. Oh my God! I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to let uh, Danny and Brett know that they missed that shot. <laughs> so right because they always take a shot when they have a, oh, a Harry Potter. I was thinking Hamilton. So no, no, Danny and Brett. Shot. Danny yes. and Brett. He. Uh, um, yes. Uh, the wheel weaves. Sol Saladar is in Saldia. Uh, Saladar is in um, uh, Altara, I believe. So they're in, oh. so 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 map time map time, we haven't done map time for a while. Okay, so map time they are right now they're in so here's Murani, so they're in Lugard, and then Saladar is right there. It's kind of hard because it's right in the yeah, crease, it but right, it's, it's so it's, it's so so they're in uh, Murandi. Yep, Saladar is on the other side of the next country over in Altara. So almost to the border yeah. of Amadicia where the White Cloaks reign. Yeah. So it's important to, to, to understand where everything is and right and like who's in control of what. And yeah. So it, it seems like the White Cloaks being in control of Amadicia, despite there being a king there, they want to spread their control into their surrounding countries, hence Terabon and Altara. Right? Like, yeah. So on to chapter twelve, an yes. old pipe. I and this starts this with an ox emoji or possibly a bull. I had questions at first. It's a bull. It's a we'll bull. find out later. Okay. So Gareth Bryn is in Lugard as well. Loses the fancy velvet hat in the wind only for it to be crushed under a wagon wheel. And I'm like, oh no, foreshadowing? No. Um, or just showing how his life is not court or fancy like anymore. No. He leaves it. He's like, yep, it's ruined. He's like, fuck it. So he's got Joni and Barham waiting for him. Um, at in the wagon at, at the wagon seat in the, yeah the wagon, the, wagon the seat another innuendo yes okay yes 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 Joni's worried the trio of women could be in a bad plot with a fella. It's really sweet. Exactly. Joni's worried about He still has him. a bandage on his head he, from where he got hit. Yeah. He doesn't know who hit him. And, but he's worried about the girls. Yeah. He thinks they're in bad shape. He thinks this Dallin guy is a bad character and he wants to rescue them. Joni is like one of my favorite like like not real character mm. characters. Like he's, I love him. And Barum does get to the point and says they went west. Also... Bam shares gossip from a couple of lads that the old guard back in Camelin is being let go, and Gabriel is bringing in 
five to ten new soldiers yep. for each one. And they're calling them the White Lions. And they don't oh. swear to the Queen. They swear to the Andor throne. Yes. So, and then I was trying to figure out what Gawain's crew was called. And was it, he's the, the White boar. boar. He's okay. the Boar. Because we haven't heard from him lately. Anywho, Bryn again. None of our business. And Barum has more to say. That white cloaks are also interested in that Mara girl, a.k.a. Suan. Yep. Gareth thinks she's no dark one and just kind of changes the subject, boots his horse to a canter. He's pretty protective of Suan. Like, there is, a, like, a strange... He has a attraction to her, but not necessarily, like, physical or anything. It's just something. It's her presence is, is calling him. He Yes. Yeah, there, there's something about her, and at this point, he's like this... This girl that came into my life that I know nothing about intrigued me, and then she broke the unbreakable oath, right? That swan. And and so he wants to know why. And so it's it's yeah, it's it's a very conflicted chapter where he's like he's internally like just basically skivvying himself, like, why the fuck am I giving a shit about a set of pretty eyes? Like the amount of replacing the the cattle and the purse and the barns compared to the amount of taking like this campaign across several countries right like half the continent yeah it's it's it, it, it would have been smarter just to like let it go like let it go they got away well shit well anyways they got away but instead he's chasing her and he's trying to reckon it with himself and so Gareth does have more thoughts to himself about how the queen had kicked him out of Camelon after her thought that they were so much more. Uh, uh, he thought they were so much more, yeah. but called his true advice treason at the time. And I'm assuming that advice was that Gabriel isn't to be trusted. Yes. I would assume. I, he, he obviously, yes. He had a okay. problem with Gabriel coming in out of nowhere while Morgase was not around, right? And because yeah. she was in uh, Tarvalon at the time. And suspicious and... how the troubles got squelched. Yep. Started when Gabriel came, but got squelched by Gabriel. Yeah, it was weird. Yep. Alright, this is where we get to see Gareth's pipe has the wild bull crowned with the rose crown of Andor. It's his family crest, meaning strength and courage in service of the queen. How beautiful. So. Is that it? Gareth finishes a story about the Amelin seat was once upon a time pissed at him for having Endoran guards by the border of Mirandi. Um, and something about he's like, Elida and Morghese were also involved, but he never understood why he got so humiliated by the Amelin seat. He's trying to make peace with the guys, I think, because they could tell how he wasn't feeling happy talking about the queen, but he wanted to be able to, you know, he's trying to move on and be like, I can talk about Morghese. Remember yep. that one time the Amelin yep. seat, like, humiliated the shit out of me. Yep. So they continue pursuing Mara, a.k.a. Suan. Gareth thinking he only wants to know why she broke her oath. And I don't know. I said page 253. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to highlight. Um. Well, 253 is where he says okay. he, he's, he's thinking about the men that they're not. But what I wanted to say, I just want to do a little bit of what he said. He, he comes to the men and he's like, it would be so much easier for me to just take these guys home and, and just forget this. Instead, he says, we will be heading west. We will have to press hard. I mean, to catch them in Altar if I can. But if not, there's no telling where they'll lead us. You could see Jihana or Amador or Ibodar before we're done. 
You'll find out how tough you are if we reach Ibodar. They've taverns there where the barmaids skin Ilianers for dinner and spit white cloaks for sport. And then Thad, an old campaigner of his, says, We won't worry with you long, my lord. Why, well, I hear you had a run-in with the Amberlin seat herself once, and that's when he gets kicked, he gets upset, and that's when Gareth Bryan decides to tell them all what happened. And that's exactly what it is. He's basically like, we, we were trying to keep, you know, the Morandians, um, was it Morandians or... Kialdens. I don't know. It, the, to me, the point was he was trying to make peace. Yeah, he, exactly. So basically, he's like, he brought up a, a sore memory in order to ease his men, right? Yeah. So. So, and, and there's All not right. much more to comment on that nope. other than he's definitely in pursuit of Suan and um, did. I think I think that was the biggest yeah. point yeah. of this whole. They mounted up with an alac uh, an alacrity an alacrity that belied their ages. Some of them are no older than me. He thought Riley too old to go chasing after a pretty pair of eyes, young enough to be his daughters, if not his granddaughters. I only want to know why she broke oath. He told himself only that. Right. So there it is. So, kill. All right. Um, I'm, are you ready? I can do, yeah, I can do the book, Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. I'll fuck Julian. Okay. Because uh, he chose to follow the girls, and if he hadn't, they would be in a wagon yep. on their way to Elida. Yep. Um, which is, yeah, I'm like, it's too soon for them to be with Elida. Ugh. Uh, I'm gonna actually marry Gareth Bryn. He's okay. just a, he's probably gonna be a common one for me to marry in this book. He's a stand-up guy. He's great. He just wants... I don't know. There's there's I love something him. good about him. No, I He's love him. I love obvious him. obvious good character. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm killing whoever named the inns in Lugard. I hate sexual innuendo. It's gross. So you... Oh, we didn't... We didn't mention. I didn't so they were down, So I they were... They, so so one of, one of Bryn's men, I can't remember which one, but one of them said that at the inn called A Good Night's Ride... Oh. That's the end that Swan went to. Ha, with ha. a naked woman with long hair, like co- covering great. herself with long hair, right? That's what it's called, the good night's ride. So yes, it's very inappropriate, very horrible. So no, I, I think those are all great and those are all options for myself, but I chose to go with my fuck will be Leon because... Not only can she stir shit up, but she can calm it all down at the same time. And, yeah. I I, I mean, I think that's kind of, like, sure. That's I'll, I'll definitely be fucking her. Uh, I will marry Joni. Good choice. Because I think that he's just a really sweet guy. And he's really worried. Like, he genuinely, like, is worried about these three young ladies. Um... And then I will go ahead and kill that suspicious fuck, Avi, who sent off pigeons. And apparently it sounds like he does this all the time. Right. So whenever Mistress uh, Makura, you know, regardless of how fucking idiotic she is for for fucking the capture up, right? Uh... 
every time she sends an eyes and ears report, Avi sends his eyes and ears report, and we don't know where they're going. So no, I'm going to go ahead and kill that mischievous little fucker. And, uh, and, and I think that's it. Now, we have not talked about episode seven of The Wheel of Time. And at this no. point, you've seen it's, both of them, but we're going to go ahead yeah. and just talk about episode seven real fast. What did you think of it? Um, well, I'm going to jump to the chase. I thought it was crap they made uh, Moraine and Sue Ann lovers. I hate stuff like that where they have to sexualize women to make it seem more uh, theatrical. Okay. Or, and this comes from, I mean, year, like when I was in undergrad college, like women actresses or actors have to be either a monster or crazy. Like they always have to be something to, and, and it's, it's like men can be whatever the fuck they want in a movie. So unless like later on Robert Jordan reveals they are lovers, that's fine. Or equality, two major male characters like Ruark and Lan level are lovers that's the only way I'd let it slide by. I can't stand that. So you haven't read New Spring? No. You know I haven't. It's, 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 uh, no, I know. I, it wasn't a question. It was a <laughs> statement. You haven't read New Spring. But you have heard of Pillow Friends, right? Yeah. It's in Game of Thrones. But you didn't know that because you didn't read the book. Well, it was in, it was in, uh, The Wheel of Time first because Robert Jordan wrote I know. You're very jealous of that. No, I'm not jealous. I just want people to know. Yeah, you say it every time. Uh, um, So Pillow Friends is kind of like the college experimental type thing that that young girls who are novices and accepted go through when they're in the the, um, tower training, right? And uh, in New Spring, it's explicitly said... That uh, Moraine, Moraine and Swan. It's it's New Spring. I it's 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 not. I I'm not. I was originally thinking that we would cover it, but I don't think we will any anymore. Like once we get done with the series, if you want to go read New Spring, or if you want to read New Spring Independent, as long as you do it after we read this book, I'm fine with that. But I don't really think yeah. that it's necessary for us to cover New Spring. So, it's it's a prequel. But I still feel like. I, I didn't like it. it. I feel it like a sexualization where it's like, was that necessary? Oh, because he wanted to like I improve under, upon women with power. I understand your I, I, I get it, I get where you're coming from. But it but but it's book canon. Like it was in the books. It just wasn't in the book All that right. you read. But it is it, it's there. They're like that wasn't made up by the by the showrunners. Maybe the maybe to the level that it is at in the show that's made up, but the fact that they had a relationship, um, that's yeah. that's that's that that's book canon. That's in the that's that's in the prequel. That's in this the the series. So, um, so I so I I didn't have a problem with that. Did you have any other problems with book seven or with episode seven? Oh, well, how it ended. I'm pretty sure is that the one? yeah I think so. It hold on. It ended with the Waygate. No, that was that was episode six. We With Matt not going through? Yeah. Oh, we never covered episode six. I don't know. We should just do all of them. I, I don't think I can separate them. Okay. Okay. I don't I have no idea. Well, maybe I can separate eight. 
No, do you know what? No, it's fine. I, it's I fine. honestly, I honestly couldn't tell. I don't watch him religiously. So, anyways, with the whole with the whole Swan Moraine yes. relationship, that that is book canon. I had a problem with the way they got there. With her magical portal. Yeah. Because that's just like not it. really in the books, but 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 it, it might be uh, like a lot of this. I know, I know, I know. But it, I, I did think about the portal. I was like, well, it must have to be while you're there. You can see each other all the damn time. Yes, exactly. Um, the like, actress for Sue Ann. My only issue, it's always her cold blue eyes, and I very much like eyes, and that that would be my biggest issue with the actress. Just that she doesn't have the cold blue eyes. She's, yeah, I'm sorry. Brown tends to be warm. Do you For ever... me, brown is always warm. It can be dead, but it's not cold. Okay. Ugh. Did you ever see the movie uh, Hotel Rwanda? No, I don't like movies of. It's it's a hard. True. I I own it. No, I I'm the exact same way. I do not like realistic movies. I don't like yeah, like horrible I biographies. Yeah, because it's, it's not uh, real. but she she's in it. Um. Sophia Okonedo, she's an amazing actress. She's uh, an Oscar nominee, Oscar nominee for that for the movie Hotel Rwanda. But anyway, she uh, um, that's that's who plays Swan. She's amazing. She's such a good actress. I'm so glad they got her, and I didn't really have an issue with the different color oh. eyes. Um, because Lan, to Lan, too, and I Lan also that. is supposed yeah. to have cold blue Which eyes, me. and he's yeah. But come on, Daniel Henney. Well, yeah, he's got a great body, but he doesn't have the cold blue eyes. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, it bothered me the entire Harry Potter movies, all of them. He, you have your mother's eyes. Yeah, well, in the books, it's his mother's green eyes, bitch. <laughs> so. Um. um it, what did you think of like Matt staying behind? That, didn't that happen in seven? So that was no, that was nope, that seven. happened at well, the end of I six. Said. That's what I said. The end of six, I hated that Matt stayed behind. Yeah. and then seven started in the ways. Okay, like I've with them. All of them. Okay, I just can't separate okay. them. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um. So anyway, fuck Mary Kill show. Yes, for the episode six. You can start. Oh, shit. Okay, so for episode six, I will... I'll kill Moraine. Because she's being dodgy. Like, she knows that um, Matt and Rand are back in the city. She's discovered that when she meets up with Egwene. And she tells Egwene, I have people watching for them. I will let you know as soon as I know if they're here. And it's like... That's a straight up fucking lie, and and she just I don't yeah. know I don't know she's just she's just being she, she's dodgy. dodgy. Yeah. I like how you describe that. She's being dodgy during that whole episode. Um, Mary, I wait. So I said I'd kill Moraine, right? Yeah. Mary, I'm going backwards. Mary, I will marry. Uh, I have to think back. It's been a couple of weeks since I've watched episode six. I will marry. Loyal. Oh. No, no, no. Unless you were going to. I mean, it's, it's no, an easy, it's an easy marry. I was not going to. I'm, I'm going to marry Loyal just because, like, he's just so sweet and he yes. wants to help. He's... And even though I don't really understand what they, why they like, brought him in, if they're not going to have him do anything, it, it's anyways. And then, so my fuck for that episode will go ahead and be <clears throat> Alana. 
Because, I'm sorry, oh. Priyanka Bose is just fucking hot. Okay. <laughs> and, and, okay. And, and when they leave the tower after being scolded, she just grabs a prune and just smells it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's it's, it's, she doesn't eat it. She just smells it. And it's like, oh my God, you're, you're just hot. I just, yeah. My Mary, or no, fuck would be Papa Sancha because he was doing what was best for his daughter. Now, that's not what happened in the book, but it was very sweet that he recognized you've been found out, the only way to save you is to send you. I mean, it's not far from what happened in the book. Like, he had, I, I think he had I already like died. I kind of kidnapped her almost, like said, get out. Well, I, I, I think he had already died when she, okay. when, when she, and she was an orphan, and they basically just, like, carted her off, she, you know, to Tarval. I think, now again, these shows, the last three are all fuzzy in my brain, but I think Mary Nynaeve, because I think she was the one who sat hard with some of the thoughts of... Um, yeah, this way gate and the decisions to come, and I could be that's it that, that's me. that's more episode seven. Oh, they don't okay. actually get into the ways. In I, I honestly six. don't have a Mary then. I guess that's I I can't remember. Just can't remember. Kill is an easy Barney. A B C D F U. Yeah. Predicting your peeps, you do not deserve to blow the horn. Yeah. So that is my yeah. decision. Now, do you so so? There's actually a reason I think why they did that, and I don't think I've told you this yet. Matt has been recast. Already, Barney. Barney did not come back after COVID, after the first shutdown. Why? I liked him. For the I, record, I actually really liked. Him. I most people did. I don't know. I don't know. They have. They haven't said. They just. They announced that he was recast. That's and then, well, and I then, really liked him. like, no one really knew when he left. And then when he, when that happened, so what I think happened was they had scripts written to go through the ways with the plan of Matt being with them. And then Barney left, so they had to edit like just random like yeah. shots that they already had of him standing there looking confused while they were in the ways. And then they had to rewrite episode seven and eight. He didn't come back for. For episode seven and eight, like See, he didn't come back cheap. after COVID. Like it's okay if actors don't look the same; it happens. Yeah, but, I mean it happens well, in other series. But but I think that's they they had to figure out how to like work him out. Maybe give a couple episodes for you to kind of forget what he looked like because the guy that they the, the guy that they recast actually kind of looks a little bit like Barney Harris. Um... And he apparently he's a really good actor too. He was probably like their second choice huh. of of people who like tried out for Matt. Interesting. And uh, but yes, that that's that's I think essentially why that happened was because uh, Barney Harris and and no one knows they have not said why. So we don't know if it was like a contract thing. We don't know if it was like a personality thing. We don't oh. know if we don't know if oh. it was if it, if, it, if it was a COVID thing. We don't know if somebody got sick, somebody died, and he just wasn't emotionally ready to go back to acting. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what the reason was for Still, him leaving the show. I would call that poor writing. But he left the show. They, I mean, I think they did the best they could. It's like... Like, COVID was a really big... I'm trying to think of other movies where it just worked. Like, I know it happened several times, Game of Thrones, where I was like, what happened to you? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, my God. What, what, like, what, what, what was, what the, was Daenerys' the lover? people... Oh. What's the nurse's lover's name? Uh, oh my god! Um, I don't. I don't remember names. But at but all. but he was like this really hot, <laughs> long-haired, blonde guy, right? At the end of season 
uh, four, and then season five awkward. happens, and he's got like the big brown beard and like brown curly hair. It's like, wait, that's not the same guy. <laughs> okay, okay, so I'm mocking it, but it's I guess I go with the flow, but it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I feel though. A strong kill. I'm like, okay. Sorry. No. I was going to say the writers, though, so maybe I should switch back to the writers, no. depending on what we find out. No. But, um, but like I said, I don't I don't really know, like, I don't know why he was recasted, but he's recasted, and I think, and I, and, and it's so also I'm... also going to screw, you were talking about book canon, I'm like, well, this isn't book canon. Yeah. It's really going to screw, like, it screws the relationship of yeah. Rand and Matt. Yeah. It screws any, like, yeah. they can only make shit up. They, 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 well, if they, they can get back on track. They've got to figure but out they how make shit up to they've do got, it. they've got to figure out how to get Barney back in, or I have to stop calling him Barney. Matt. They have to get Matt back into the, back into the. That's the, too bad. Yeah, I like Barney. I love I Barney was great. He was him. great. He was so good. So, anyways, this has been a really long episode. We've really enjoyed this, and. Um, with that, I think we're going to go ahead oh, and yeah. say... Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Glee Man's Apprentice. The Glee Man's Apprentice is available on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Our theme song is written by Twitch Avery and performed by Andrew Bard of Time.